0: Steve Bolton and welcome to the final my turning point of 2021 closing out the year with one of my favorite artists and just one of my favorite people in music Emily Armstrong lead singer for LA band dead Sarah who released the superb new album ain't it tragic earlier this year big fan of Emily have been for years really fun interviews so hope you enjoy this one as much as we did and we will see you in 2022 how's it going good How are you,
1: man? So where are you today? Right now, I am at Sean's apartment because we are getting ready to finish our music video. Day two,
0: yeah. Wait, so what video? Because you've uh, the video for Heroes, that one's already done.
1: That one's done. um, And this one's gonna be for a a song, uh, Hypnotic. And then we do another one at the end of the week or tomorrow, actually, for another track. So we're doing nice, two music videos called "Gimme Gimme." Do you Do you have the
0: album? I do. Oh shit! Awesome. So no, no, wait. By okay. the way, how exciting is this for you to actually be doing all this stuff?
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Um, it's great, and it's it's weird how it usually could be overwhelming, you know. But for some reason, it's like I'm taking it in stride, you know having so much to do all of a sudden there's something, I don't know, cathartic. I don't know something about it where I'm just like able to like time manage better, you know, maybe I needed that break, you know,
0: I was just going to say, do you feel like maybe you just, you know, like you, you feel like you're rested and more prepared for it. And also maybe you just fucking missed it. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Take nothing for granted for sure. That's, that's the name of the game, you know, and enjoy every moment of it because you
0: just never know when. Well, and I mean, with the shit, with the way shit is right now, I mean, it's funny, like you guys have the tour coming up, but it's like every day is sort of, you know. Like, In question, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like playing the lottery. It's like they're that Clint yeah. Eastwood movie. Do you feel lucky today? Right, I hadn't seen that one,
1: but I get the sentiment
0: Yeah, it's But yeah, it's interesting for you. I mean, as you start to think about, you know, I mean, that's a good sort of starting point is, you know, and also, I mean, look, as we talked about last time and for you guys in particular, and I know your story so well, you know, with all of the ups and downs over the years and the sort of roller coaster, I'm sure that everything right now is something that you appreciate more. So was there sort of a turning point moment for you where you realize like, all right, now this, this feels like the time we're ready
1: yeah I mean getting near the end of the album writing it it was like whoa okay this is something I can get behind and be 100% like it's worth all the it's waiting it's you know like all of the the troubles and like the (laughs) the hard work that's gonna come with it you know and um it's just gonna feel you know and I I don't mean to say that like you know there's times where it was like things can get very overwhelming and stuff. Um, but I don't know. There's something about this, the end of this album where we were writing it. It was like, wow, this just feels so different. Where it, like You want to give it 110% this time. Um, and having that, I don't know, that, that urge to, to, to make it, you know, and for people to see what you see from it and hear from it is so um, it's exciting I guess that's the, the word I'm looking for like you know it's like there's something about it that just I wake up every day and go yeah okay this is what I have to do in order for these songs to get to the amount of people to the most amount of people as I possibly can you know For for the success of this band, you know? Oh, one second. One second. All right, cool. Okay. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I know how to. um, So it's, I'm trying to find the words for it, but it was at at the end of the album, like while we were writing it, it was like a few songs left. We were like, whoa, there's something to this that's really, really exciting, you know? I think it was because we did it on our own and we finally got to a place that we were searching for, for years, you know? And when you come upon that, it's kind of like a treasure trove, you know? And it's like, so now how are you going to spend your riches? How are you going to, you know, show it? And, you know, I don't know how to, any kind of analogy. I'm fucking just didn't get much sleep last night. Um, My mind is just
0: racing. Yeah. and doing all this photo shoot stuff. It's interesting though that you say, because you did it on your own. I just talked with Jungle. I love that band. You know, they're amazing. And we're talking yeah. about they put this out on their own label and it's their yeah. first one. And it's like, I think for most artists, you know, you come up and it's like, there's there's even people who have the best of intentions, right? Like they're they're trying to help you, but yeah. they're always trying to give you... It's like, look, I mean, I'm a big believer in just following gut instinct. And as an artist, I think you have to do that. And so for them, they were saying how happy they were. Do you feel like having more freedom now has just gotten you closer to where you are? But also you're just simply when you have more freedom, you're enjoying it more. Because even though I know a lot of the people that you've worked with over the years, and some have been great and some not so great, you know, like everybody, though they have the best, it's like, you know, there's all the, there's all cliche about too many cooks in the kitchen.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We learned that and um, learned it the hard way. but you got to learn from it and just move forward and just kind of take, you know, take what you learned from it and move forward. And that's what we did with this album. We're just like, cool. Now we know a little bit more of how to write the song that we've been thinking of. We don't need somebody to show us how, you know, um, and doing it on our own. And I think the pandemic has really helped us. You know, it was on our side in this regard because um, we were isolated we didn't have anything else to do um we didn't literally have to worry about anything but make this album so warner was like we'll give you what you guys need to you know record this album on your own in your fucking rehearsal room <laughs> you know and that's what we did you know noah wasn't even there we had to do it you know
0: well, that's so. interesting, though, too. Did you find as well that, like, was there a song early on in the writing that sort of, you know, uh, was, was sort of the breakthrough moment where you realized, okay, now we've learned how to write the song that we want. We don't need anybody else. Um, was there one song early on that sort of, like, set the template for this record? Yeah, I mean, this
1: record was a work in progress for a while. Um, but while, yes, during the pandemic, once we cracked hypnotic on our own. Cause that was one where we're just like, fuck, like we tried to get people to help us write it and crack it. And just like, it wasn't quite getting there. And then we're just like, you know what? We just have to fucking do it, you know? And we did all kinds of things. We put it in a different key. We did, you know, different kinds of, uh, lyrical ideas, like what the whole song meant. And then one day we just, those verses came and it was like, whoa, holy shit, this is fucking rad. And it just flows. Like once you just keep, keep hitting it and then you just crack it open. And then after that, we were like, wow, we could fucking do this. We could do this with any song, any demo that we have, you know? And that was really fucking awesome to, to accomplish and to have, you know, in your arsenal of like confidence, you know, <laughs> or arsenal of just competence, you know?
0: Interesting. So after that one, was that, after Hypnotic and you had that kind of breakthrough, was there a next one where you sort of found like, okay, like was, did you find the sort of immediate impact and and all of a sudden it's like the rest of the song started flowing or did it take a minute? Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was like around that time where I think right after that, we wrote um, Uninspired just right there. You know, that was one that was written, that was a pandemic song and we wrote that in like a couple days um, and then like a the course that we didn't use on that went to losing my mind so that was literally just like that wasn't a course but we loved it didn't work in that song and we were just like that sounds good with this song you know so things just started really coming together within this time frame you know and that was really that was really something else to to finally like you know this, this fucking skies just parted for us right then and there.
0: Interesting. After that, so like everything just came quickly after that?
1: I mean, for the most part, yeah. There was still some you know, like, Gimme Gimme was a little bit that was the last song of the album. That was the one that we're just like we don't understand this one. You know, and we're just like, you know, we have to be as bare, like this one has to just be as minimum as possible, you know. And so that one just is like That one was a tough one to crack because as much as we wanted to add stuff to it and um, it just didn't feel right. So it's like, how do we get it to sound okay with, you know, minimally one vocal, you know, and a couple guitars, bass, you know? Um, So I think, yeah, pretty much after all that, it was just like, we're rolling them out, you know? We went back over them a few times, Yeah.
0: This is so interesting as well because I just saw that you guys were playing with the Struts 1 show and, you know, yeah. love them. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I yeah. had the exact same conversation with them. The exact same conversation about, you know, for their last album. Basically, they went into a place that, that they were doing an EP. They had no one there. And it's like we had, it came out so much better than our second album. And we had so much more fun with no one there. It's really fascinating to see how all these bands yes. sort of left to their own. Yeah. Yeah you know, found, and it's interesting for you. I mean, are there, cause you know, also you're doing louder than life, which is, I just looked at which day you're doing, you know, it's absolutely crazy. Are there artists for you that you've either talked to or sort of templates and, you know, like just inspirations and how they've been able to evolve and grow and change. And when you look at this record that you're like, okay, I can see, you know, cause it's a really fascinating thing as well. Way back in the prehistoric days of the music industry, you know, like, bands weren't expected to break until their third album. And I've had this conversation with thousands of people, but it's like, you know, with no third album, you wouldn't have had U2, you wouldn't have had Springsteen. Neither one of them broke on their first tail.
1: Right. (laughs) That's so true. And a lot of Jimmy Iovine's albums that he produced, he was a very big candidate for the third album. He was just like, I'm going to be your guy for the third album. He believed in the third album
0: and well and he did born to run which you know made springsteen the biggest yeah. freaking star in the universe he exactly have not have their first hit single until yeah. you know and there are so many but so it's interesting as yeah. you look over the years and you also look at friends and people you've toured with or bands you're playing with or whatever or contemporaries like the struts as well are there people that you look to for the way that they've been able to grow and evolve and that you look at and you're like all right that's kind of where we want to go or what we're doing or, or that's it just inspires you. Not necessarily you want to sound like that, but it's like, all right, it gives us hope because there are other people in the same place.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a, uh, there was a few people that I would, do you know the song? You know the song. The fr- it's going to be the first track of the album, but it's, um, what is the song?
0: Uh, that was Sean. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, well, on the track listing I have, it's the first yeah. song is all I know is that you left me for dead.
1: Okay. Yeah. You have a, when did you get all the songs? I'm just wondering if you have like the the most recent um, mixes. No,
0: this is a rough mix that was sent to me early on.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's now being mastered. It was just mixed, like
0: finished mixed this week, right? But obviously, um, they wanted me to hear it before I talk to you. So, yeah, of course,
1: yeah. Okay, um, no, it's uh, starry eyed. Like that okay. was one where I was like, I love the killers so much. You know, and you don't really think with Dead Sarah and the Killers, right? It's not like, oh, they sound kind of like the Killers. I'm going to put them on my playlist of the Killers. But there's something about him and lyrically and melodically that is just untouchable to me. And especially with their new stuff, like, now I can finally, like, that slower song that I, that I only heard one song, I was like, holy fuck, dude. He's just done it again. Like, he's so good so with that song in particular there's just like different ones with different artists that were like i wanted to be like that you know um and the original name of that song like to like many years ago actually that was like a demo it was called joy division (laughs) so us as a band think that but it sounded a lot more like I was mumbling and I was just like, just like a keyboard. I was just kind of going "Boo!" and it was just like a monotonous drum that kind of went and it had like that eighties, like indie vibe to it. And then it kind of just went and I was like, we kind of put more more of like the killers. Um, So it had like a, you know, it's process. Um, And it's, and then there's the other song where we were just like, Fucking, we wanted to sound like the yeah, yeah, yeahs. Like, that was one that we were like, hey, yeah, yeah, that's a band to me that's just everything that you're talking about, you know? Like, yeah, they just, ex- they just done well with time and they just kind of reinvent themselves and there's just, they stay so true to themselves, even though they've evolved like sonically and what their sound is. That is something that inspires us for sure. And, that song, the track, uh, what is it? Uh, we, call, we call it Pan, uh, Party at the Disco, but that's not the name of it now. See, we have all these writing tiles. <laughs> uh, oh, Lights Out. Okay. So it has a little bit more of that 80s, like... Not 80s. I can't say 80s. It's more just wild. A little wild. And I fucking love it. Um, and more of like a... Not so screamy weatherman way, but um, lyrically, and you know, I'm laughing in it kind of. You know, we're just like, yeah, we're gonna keep that. That was that was great, you know, a little loose. Um, It's kind of like the second album of Yaya's that we were kind of going after for that one, anyway. Yeah, I can go into each track to what we were inspired by, but.
0: No, it's um, interesting because though, because the, I also yeah. like the fact that you left the laughing on there. Cause I think again, you know, and it's funny cause this is one of the cool things too, is, you know, you guys have had your, like your loyal fan base for all these years. Yeah. And it's like, I'm sure for them, it's a lot of fun to see you having fun as well.
1: Yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what I would love to see as an like artist that I look up to, you know, and you can't remember, like I, You can't forget that there are people that look at you the way that you look at other artists, you know, and that does play an important role, you know, they're not going to get into something that you're, you know, they could tell they could smell it. Our fans could smell it, you know, they have to have that more authentic, you know, feel touch to it, you know, sound. Yeah
0: yeah no exactly and it's funny i was just talking about this with someone yesterday but now i can't remember who the fuck i interviewed yesterday because i do so many <laughs> interviews but yeah. it's it's true like again like when you're trying to write a hit your fans can just smell it but i'm sure for you yeah. like if you already heard from fans like and again i say this you know with like obviously i've followed you guys since before the first record you know and i've i've seen you guys so much but it's like you know there's that fan base that's been there i mean and so it's like It may not, you know, be millions and millions, but it's like, there's something that you said, for that really loyal, devoted following. So are you hearing from them, you know, already like that they're appreciating the fact, like, again, that you guys are having fun, that there's something different in this, that it's like, you know, that it is loose.
1: Um, not, not necessarily there yet. Cause I think you've heard the album. They haven't. Right. Um, I think we will more. So when, you know, more tracks are being released, um, and then the album, obviously, I think we'll probably hear that, you know. But right now, it's just kind of like it's a little bit more samey, dead Sarah, what you kind of expect, you know, but a little bit more DIY, you know. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it sounds a little bit more DIY because you know the fucking process of doing it in our rehearsal spot, you know
0: yeah so it's interesting for you guys let's go back to the individual tracks and it's, oh by the way that new killer's album you have to listen to the whole thing it's fucking amazing
1: I know I can't wait I can't wait I had to be in like the mindset for it because I know I'm gonna be blown you know I'm gonna be transcended to a place where I'm just like Oh my God, I need to go write a song. I don't want to go on tour. I just want to do another album. I'm just kidding. It yeah, that's a fast. fascinating
0: question though because Brandon and I spoke about this at length. I just interviewed them for, for this yeah. like two weeks ago. The whole album takes place in, in his, you know, a town he grew up as a teenager called Nephi, Utah. So I'm curious. Now, if you were to do a concept album, where would the Emily concept album take place? Good question. Probably Hollywood, unfortunately.
1: You know, and I sing a lot about it, like, not I don't sing a lot about it, but sometimes you'll hear me say like, you know, can't think of the lyrics right now, but I'll drop in LA, California, like, I'm a Californian dry heaving. I can't give up anymore. (laughs) That one from Gimme (laughs) Gimme. Yeah. Anymore. So I'll drop little things here and there. So yeah, most likely just here. I mean, this is where I was born, you know, raised, unfortunately, and I'm still... Trying to accept that, you know, wanting to, I think, wanting to leave more than anything, you know, <laughs> want to get to a place where we could get a fucking place in Nashville or something. That would be so cool. Lived here my whole fucking life. We all have.
0: Yeah. You know? All right. So I'd Nashville like would be a place to go. Now I'm so curious though, by the way. You yeah. Know, and then we'll come on to this way. But, you know, I mean, you say you'd write a California, but let's face it, you know, no place has inspired more songs than California. So what? what's, <laughs> I was just talking about with someone the other day too. What's What's the, look, New the, York. You know, what? The, I, I say California is inspired more. There are more LA songs than New York songs. Interesting. I don't think they're, I'm not saying, look, I mean, just the Beach Boys alone, dude. Yeah, true. You know, I mean, so then you have that and I'm, you know, that's a, that's a whole separate interesting article on which city has better songs, you know? Oh. And let's, let's throw Detroit in there too because Detroit is a great musical yes. city. And they have some great songs about Detroit. But all this being said, we're going to focus on California for a second. The two or three songs, like the two or three ideal California songs for you.
1: Oh my God. Oh my God. I can't think with this little hours of sleep,
0: Steve. When we were talking about gut instinct, there's got to be something that like, when I ask a question like this, there's usually something that pops into mind first
1: okay, the first thing that popped into mind just now was um, Joni Mitchell uh, off the Blue Album. What is it? That song. Is it off the Blue Album? Oh my God. We're going to the news and the show looks bad. No will get peace chance. California. Yeah, it's yeah. blue, California. Yeah, it is. Okay. That one, probably my favorite. Um, that just gives me all the the feels like even just singing it just then, I'm like, oh my God. Like I can never leave this place, can I? You know, I'll always <laughs> long for California. Even if I did move to Nashville, you know.
0: <laughs> like let's It's do the love hate real. relationship with the hometown.
1: Yes. And probably a fucking Beach Boy song, you know. There's so many of them. Jesus.
0: Yeah. Or I, even I, you oh, know, I almost spent you know on this, but it's just it's interesting, you know. You know what it is?
1: Oh my god! Such a good song. Uh, ah, Led Zeppelin. Um, that song. Going to California. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that <laughs> that one. one's easy because there's only one Zeppelin song about California.
1: Yes, and that one tugs real hard at my heart. Yeah. Very much.
0: Interesting so how those you went for acoustic on both.
1: Yes, those are the ones that you know. I, again, I think it's just like. I think if I was a happier living here, I'd be like Beach Boys number one. <laughs> but it's like this, I got to get out, but I can't leave. But if I do leave, do I want to come back? You know? And yeah, I always I get the love, the, You know, the
0: love have relationship with the hometown, but yes. Yeah. You know? I mean, besides yeah. that, wait, does Nashville even have a basketball team? I don't think they do.
1: No. Oh my God. No. Pel- no. Oh my God. I was about to say the Pelicans.
0: No, that's no wow.
1: Yeah, you're right.
0: Yeah. So what would you do there? Well,
1: I'd go see the Titans.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess you do the Nashville and still be a Laker fan, though.
1: You can still do that. Yes, absolutely. I will. And this year, they better... I don't know. They they, they got a bunch of fucking newbies, but oldies, <laughs> but newer,
0: but old. <laughs> They're really going for the championship. <laughs> That's uh, gonna be an interesting run, man. And I mean, yeah, as a Clipper fan, I don't know what the hell they're doing either. That's kind of fascinating.
1: Yeah. I'm just mad that um what is it, the Whitey. That was really good. Curse, Curse. Oh my god, why can't I say his name? Yeah, Crusoe. I am so mad that he's gone. I loved him. I loved him mm-hmm. so much.
0: Yeah, but they couldn't afford the four years eighty four million. And if you were asked Russo, you would take the four years eighty four million too.
1: Yeah, he's like, I want a championship. I'm
0: ready. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm yeah, for the
1: money
0: now. Yeah. Uh, now let's let's take this into uh, you know it's funny because I mentioned louder than life specifically, mm-hmm. you know, but obviously you have a lot of shows, and what's cool is that you have the mix of doing the show with the struts. I believe that's at Summerfest. Yes. Then you have louder than life, where you're playing on the same day as Metallica and Jane's Addiction and Rise Against and Fever Three Three Three. That's I, I love all of those bands, and then Dude, of course and Turnstile too. What's that?
1: turnstile, same day. I really want to see them. They're so fucking I don't really
0: know them as well as the other bands.
1: Oh my God. I think you should get hip to them. They're so okay. fucking rad. They're new. Oh my God. They're new stuff that they're coming out with. I'm like, oh shit, man. This is so sick.
0: Anyway, go ahead. So, and then of course you're coming into um, um The Roxy, right? Yeah. So you have, the whole, you have the small show. Yeah. You have the big show Uh and you have the in between. So at each show, as you look at the crowd and we got to wrap up in a minute, but for you, the one or two songs off "Ain't It tragic that you are just like, okay, I can't wait to do these songs, whether it's to, you know, thousands of people in a field at louder than life, or it's to a bunch of sweaty people packed into the Roxy.
1: I think hypnotics on there because we have played it before. Um, not in this rendition, it was very different and people just fucking bop to it. And it was so fun because it's a different vibe for us and it is just so laid back, but it still rocks really fucking hard. And there's just something so great about that, that we finally accomplished. And I fucking love it. It goes crazy at the end. And then God damn it. Oh man, I don't have the list in front of me. Oh, it either be, I don't want to go to a slow song right now, to rock their fucking faces off, off of this album. Emily, think. I mean, probably all I know is you left me for dead, just right out the gate. Sorry. I just, right. That one, that one is the one that's just popping in my head right now. I don't have all the songs in front of me. Um, I mean, or even Gimme Gimme. Just one of those ones that just I know I could just get behind and run around and go fucking nuts and have fun and yell at everybody.
0: Yeah, but what about also (laughs) too? It's like it's for you guys talk about you know having the diversity. Like you say, you go a little more eighties, a little more like feel good on a song like "Lights Out." You know.
1: Yeah, that one. It's oh god, it's hypnotic or one of the others on the whole album.
0: All right. Well, you know, we talked about the writing process of this and everything, and I know we got to wrap up. So when you go back and you listen to Ain't It Tragic all the way through, what do you take from this record? What do you take from this record when you hear it as a complete work?
1: Um, A sense of accomplishment. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I've never put so much work into an album before, you know, and I, it, it's weird to say that because obviously we've have albums done and there was something where I was just like, I'm not going to let go of anything until I know in my heart that this is the best it could be right now or the best feel for this song and the amount of work to get it there and to feel authentic and us today is something I could be proud of that we did.
0: Cool. That does feel like a good wrap up note. Anything that you want to add? I didn't ask you about. No. Yeah, no, it's awesome. I can't wait to hear the final you know, mixed version now. Mastered, yeah, and but, you know.
1: mastered. Yeah, it's good. Fucking Bo, dude. He's so good. You know the Seosin the guitar player is like doing most of the mixes. That's <laughs> <But> Sean. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> you? How <are> you? Oh, <laughs> oh, he can't shit. hear. You he can hear. Okay. I mean, I read your lips. You can, he can read your lips. Um, we we're worried
0: a little. Oh, shit. Okay. Spot. Right. I go. Well, cool. all right, um, good catching up. And you know, next yeah. time we'll have to actually do this shit in person.
1: Yeah, please. I'm back. Cool.
0: All right, tell everybody <laughs> I said hi and we'll see you soon.
1: Okay. Bye, Bye-bye. Steve. Thank you so much.
0: Hey, this is Steve Balton. You've been listening to my turning point with special guest, Emily Armstrong of Dead Sarah. Thanks. I choose Proven Quality Sleep from Sleep Number because our Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is really smart. It senses your movement and automatically adjusts to help keep you both comfortable. Plus, it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. It's even smart enough to know exactly how long, how well, and when you slept, and to help you get almost 30 minutes more restful sleep per night. Sleep Number takes care of the science. All you have to do is sleep. And now, during our Memorial Day sale, save $1,000 on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed Queen, now only 1999 only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. If you're a parent with cancer, you're probably worried that your child is feeling scared, sad, or alone when all you want is for them to just feel like a kid. Camp Kesem is a free week-long overnight camp for children ages 6 to 18 who have a parent facing cancer and was created for kids like yours to have a joyful and empowering summer. Kids have a blast together enjoying camp activities surrounded by a compassionate community of friends. Register your child for a free life-changing adventure at kesem.org camp.